0: do now get into the word of god right we'll let him have his way you know some people may be sitting here i don't know him well good news i'm planning on me not talking
1: right
0: we're going to hear from god today Uh, we we don't want it to be boring and sad we want it to be good and that's god amen so let's hook faith together hook with me while i pray father god we ask today for revelation, anointing, and utterance. Lord, we pray that it would be your word that go forth today, not the ideas or opinions of a man, but your very word, Lord. And, and we, by, by, we purpose in our hearts to receive it by faith. Every word spoken from, your, from, from you, Lord, we receive it by faith. And we ask that it grow in us and that it not only affect us and change our lives this day, but it changes how we live our lives as we leave this place and that we would never be the same and those around us would never be the same again. From this day forward, we give you the glory in advance for every good thing that will happen through this Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's open our Bibles up today to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, glory to God. You know, I was uh, recently dealing with a situation, and, and I think everybody does this, but maybe you all don't, but you can help me while, I, while God ministers to me today, if not. But you know, there's two opinions, there's two ways, there's not two opinions, there's two ways, there's your opinion and God's way, right? You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't believe that, I believe this, no, you just don't believe you know, if you, you're either a believer or an unbeliever. There, there's not two. There aren't two. You know, there's not, there's not another way. There's God's way and everyone else's. Right? You say, well, I'm a, I'm a maverick. I'm a lone wolf. I do things my way. No, you do things like everybody else that's not doing them God's way. Right? If you're not doing it God's way, you're doing it in, so everybody else's way, which is in unbelief. Amen? And, uh, and God's got a, a report. God has a way. He has a plan for our lives. He has the very direction that will put us in the right place at the right time doing the things we ought to be doing with the love that we ought to be doing it with. Amen? He not only sends you out, but He equips you with everything you need to do what He's called you to do, to be, better yet, just be who He's called you to be. You know, so many people are trying to do something when they just need to be something. You know it? You, you, you didn't get saved. You are saved. You be saved. Amen? You be a Christian. You know, right? We, we be something. Right? And so we're always going somewhere to be. Right? You may never say anything, but you'll be what God wanted you to be while you're there. Amen? Amen? In fact, is not saying something a lot of times for us is a good thing. I've been in many situations where I said, you know, I, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> right? That's, there's, a good, there's a lot of time for that. There's a really number of times where we, even you, you might have a great scripture for the situation, but you know what Brother Moore said a long time ago? He said, it's not what, they, it's not what you know, it's what they can receive. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can't receive the words you're getting ready to say... Don't say it, right? You know, If people's ears are messed up, they'll hear the scripture wrong and it'll offend them, right? Sometimes you got to get their ears right, right? You've got to twist them on so they can hear right, right? And God ever grabbed you and said, come here, you're not seeing this, right? I need you to see it, right? And, and that's what we want to do. We want to see things God's way because it's the right way. There's one way, and it's God's way. Matthew 6, verse 22 says, The light of the body is the eye. If the eye be single, the whole body is full of light. In other words, if you're only seeing things God's way, then you're seeing in pure light. You're seeing things right. You're not getting off course. You're not going the wrong direction. You're not entertaining other ideas. Why? Because you got single vision. When we get off course, it's when we begin to entertain other opinions, other ideas, right? Anybody ever done that? You know, I, was, I started with this. I was dealing with a situation, uh, me and my wife were, and we were waiting to hear from something, and I found myself counting on what I was going to hear rather on, than what I had already heard. God had told me when this situation began, don't give it another thought. How many have given it another thought after God told you not to give it another thought? How many know your mind wants to think, it wants to play tricks, it wants to get you going every other direction? It's trying to figure out how to get you out of something God's already got you out of. And so what it usually does is it backs you up into what you were supposed to be out of. Amen? I don't want to be back. Where I don't want to be back. I want to be where God wants me. And he said, don't give it another thought. What did he say? He said, keep your eye single. Keep your eye on me. Keep your ears on what you hear from me. Keep your eyes on what you see in me. Keep, your, keep you on who you are in me. Amen? Amen? Because when you start entertaining other ideas is when unbelief comes in. Right? What's the very next part of the verse say? or the very next verse actually, it says, but if your eye be evil, what's that mean? It's looking more than one direction. It's not looking at evil, it's looking at more than one direction. A single eye is not evil, so what, what is What is uh, an evil eye? It's a double eye. You know, I don't know if any of you guys got eyes that will do it, but you got, uh, my, my daughter, She ha- she can move one eye this way. And I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> right? Which I don't think she can see when she does it like that. But you know we don't want our eyes going more than one direction. We got one direction. We have God's plan, we have God's way, and then we have the rest of the ways. There's not another way. Just remember that, if you go a different direction, you're going everybody else's way. If you go God's way, you're going God's way. And, and if you're confused, you're not going God's way. People say, well, you know, you know this scripture and this scripture. He's not the author of confusion. His scriptures go all together and they work as one just the way he if you're not if you're confused, you're not seeing it right. You're looking at it two ways. Why? Because you want it one way and God says it's this way. Right? Okay. You guys over here want it one way. These guys don't have a problem with that. You want it one way and God says it's this way, right? There's one way. It's God's way. There's one report. It's God's report. So many times we go to the doctor or to the banker and we say, oh, we're waiting on a good report. You already have a good report. You're not waiting on them to tell you anything. That's, the, that's thoughts trying to get you looking for something that God's already said. He said, by whose stripes ye were healed. I don't need someone else to tell me whether I am or not. Right? The doctor can can only confirm what God already said or he's wrong. Right? Am I right? God's way is right. There's not two ways. There's one. The other is wrong. Right? If your eye is evil, it's looking at too many things. It's looking at too many directions. It's allowing outside sources to influence it one direction or the other. And what it will influence you to do is get in unbelief. Because that's the only way out of God's will. Unbelief. How did the children of Israel get out of God's will? An evil heart of unbelief departing from God. When you, when you choose to unbelieve, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna try and say this right, you're not believing something else, you're unbelieving. You, know, you get, get people who say, I don't believe in God. Well, we don't believe that, we believe this. No, you don't believe. Right? It's not that they believe something else, they don't believe. Right? We want to be believers. Jesus said, have faith in God. Any situation we come up against, the first thing we should say is, I have faith in God. I have faith in love. I have faith in what love will do for me, what love has done for me, what love can do and already has done. Love will deliver me because He has spoken it, therefore it shall be. Amen? That should be our answer to everything that we go through. As long as we're going through what the Lord said, right? If you've been out doing things your own way, you're not, you're not working off of a word from the Lord. You're working off of a word from you. Right? Yeah? You guys haven't done that, but I've done things my own way, right? And I'm just going to hear to tell you, don't do that. Your own way is the other way, right? right? Your way is not God's way. What did he say? He said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. What's he saying? Your ways ain't my ways. If he says go left and it looks like you're going off a cliff, go left anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it looks like. God's way is the right way. Go left. It doesn't. Lo- I don't care what it seems like. Because he said you'll go through the fire, didn't he? but it won't burn you. Go through the flood, but it won't overtake you. See, so many people, they're looking at God's way and they're like, ooh, fire. Hmm. Flood. Ooh, looks sunny and bright over here. Well, sure, the devil's going to make sure it looks sunny and bright over there. Right? Right? It's like those cartoons. You see Wile E. Coyote and he's running after something and all of a sudden he looks down and there's nothing there. That's what the devil offers. Looks great out there, but you forgot to look down. Yes, I still watch Looney Tunes. (laughs) And I enjoy them. (laughs) if your whole body if you're looking at evil your whole body is full of darkness and here's the key to that if your whole body's full of darkness how therefore the light in you is darkness in other words you can go so far looking at, and entertaining other ideas that your you what you believe is darkness you believe darkness is now the truth and you walk in darkness every day believing that it's light huh that's what unbelief is unbelief is just not believing in God's way. You're still going away, and you believe it's the right way. You, you think the children of Israel, when they said, we can't go there, there's giants there. They believed they were right. I mean, they saw giants, and in the, in the, in the light bulb on top of their head said, don't go there. But what they were forgetting is they were entertaining an opposite idea of what God had already spoken. He said, you are surely able and will possess this land. Right? You don't need another word. What did Paul say about that? He said, Confer no longer with the flesh. (laughs) Once we have a word from God, confer no longer with the flesh. You got a word from the Lord. And he said, Don't give that another thought. Don't confer with your flesh then. Two opinions is one too many. Right? Right? And most people don't have two, they have 50. I got 150. Man, I, if something comes at me and I find myself, I, I've got three or four different ways out of the situation and none of them are God. And he says, how about sit down and listen to me now? Huh? You guys don't do that, do you? Look at, look at uh, First, First Kings 18. We know the story. The people are worshiping Baal, and some of them worshiping God, and some of them worshiping God and Baal. And, and Elijah, he's like, he, he just stops them finally. He says, "Hey," in verse 20, 21. He came unto all the people. Kings 18:21, and he said, "How long will you halt between two opinions?" You think God ever says that to you? To us? Amen. You're thinking over here and you're thinking over there and you're worried about this and you're concerned about that and you, you know I was my wife one time she's sitting down and she started telling me man, I don't know what we'll do about this and this is going on at work and this was back when we weren't working for the church and she said I, I don't know what's going to happen here and I don't know what we're going to do about this and these people saying said this and this lady's mad at me because of this and, and she just kept going I said I wonder if the children in China are going to eat this week too. You know, might as well add one more worry to it, right? You're so worried right now that it really won't matter. You might as well worry about one more thing. That's what the devil's trying to get us to do. He's trying to get us so overloaded with junk that we forget to look at the truth of God's Word and we halt between opinions. We're no longer listening to him or her or them or that. We're in the middle not listening to anything. When you're listening to another way besides God, you're nowhere. You say, oh no, I'm on the right path. I've got success. Things are going good. If you did it outside of God, it's going nowhere. You'd be better off to give it all away and start over. That's why he told the rich young ruler that. He'd have been better off Amen. to sell it all and start with God. Why? God had a plan. That's right. God had a plan. How long will we halt between two opinions? How, how, how many days, how many months, how many years will we take before we let, before we decide, wait a second, God's never failed. Wait a second, He's love. And love never fails. Why don't I go ahead and believe in the unfailing instead of take a chance on what always fails. Because, you know, no matter how smart your flesh is, no matter how great your idea is, if it's not God, it's not eternal, it's not everlasting, and it has an end, and you will come to a day where you're out of ideas, usually that's the day we say, Lord, help me. If we're smart, we do. That's what Peter did. Man, he got on the water and he saw all kinds of ideas. He saw the, he saw the way... But then he heard the wind. There's another way. Then he heard that, right? He saw the waves. There's another way. And those waves didn't work. So he couldn't walk on the water anymore. Why? Because he quit looking at the way. There was one way, one report. That report said, Come. It didn't matter what else was going on. That report said, Come. That's what God has a way. And he'll never let you fail. It says, those who come to me will never be ashamed. Yes. Ever. What's he saying? You won't fail. You will not fail. You won't have to be concerned about failure. If we, will, if we will hold on to that anchor for our soul, if we'll hold on to that word that he's given us, if we'll hold on and, and refuse to let go, you will never be ashamed and you will always succeed. What did he say? He says, my word always prospers. Right after he said your way is not my way, it prospers to the thing that I sent it to. If God sends you a word, you ain't going down. I don't care if you look like you're on the bungee cord and it's going to be too long and you're, when you get that far from the concrete, you're going back up. God never fails. Amen? Not only does God never fail, but when we're walking in His ways, we become an unfailing source in this earth. People can now come to you and look to you for things they can't find anywhere else. You are the spiritual grocery store that people can shop at. They can't find peace anywhere else. But in you, there's peace. In you, there's life. In you are the things that they need. And they're unfailing. Why? Because they're everlasting. They're eternal. They are the very love of God. Right? If we're in a situation and and, and we want to know if we're doing it God's way, just take the love test. If you're being impatient and unkind, guess what? You're not doing it God's way, <laughs> right? If you don't always believe, always hope, always trust, yeah. you're not doing it the right way. Amen. All you got to do to, to uh, the, the barometer for our life is in First Corinthians 13. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there. it's right there. If we're not doing it in love, we're not doing it right. I don't care if it's a time to be a little hard. You can be hard in love god' god'll, god'll he'll jerk the sock out of you and when you're done when he's done you'll say oh thank you lord why because it was love he didn't just do it because it was convenient for him and he didn't like the way you were doing it he did it because he loved you and you were going the wrong way right two ways blessing cursing What did he say in Jeremiah 17.5? I I talked about this last last week in Branson. Jeremiah 17.5, or 17, I don't know which direction they go. Yeah, the first one says, He that trusts in the arm of the flesh. Right? He'll be cursed. Right? He's not saying, I'll curse you. He said, you're looking at another option. The other option is the curse. (laughs) Right? He said, I set before you this day blessing and cursing. Choose my way. That's what he said. He said, choose my way. It was an open book test. (laughs) Those were my favorite kind. (laughs) They were my only chance. (laughs) Otherwise, I was failing. Why? Because I didn't open the book beforehand. (laughs) Don't listen to that, kids. It's not a good way to go. It's an open book test. He says, choose the blessing. If you don't choose the blessing, people say, well, I didn't choose the curse. You did by not choosing the blessing. He told you to choose. He's not going to make you choose. You're not going to walk in the blessing just because you choose to walk in the blessing. Yeah. I had to choose not to not to let these thoughts continue to bombard me and I had to choose not to entertain these thoughts they were other thoughts I didn't need another report I already had one but my mind and your flesh my flesh it needs another report it needs what it can see and feel it needs what it can touch and hear and taste it needs something to satisfy the five senses it's not going to happen because after you get that answer what are you going to do if it's wrong (laughs) <laughs> you're going to go back to God. Why? Because He only has the answer. Right? You can entertain all kinds of other ideas, but eventually you're going back to God. Why? Because He has the only answer. Your answer was the wrong answer. Wouldn't it be nice if we had one of those big big buzzards like they have in the game shows when you give the wrong answer? And then we could hear like, Ah! Oh, wrong answer. Let's not entertain that idea. Well, I wonder what the doctors go. got. Ah! Oh, that's right. We already have a scripture. wonder what the bank... Ah! It doesn't matter what the bank says. Wrong answer. <laughs> we don't need those answers. All the answers we need are right here. Right? We don't need to halt between two opinions. We have the answer. We have the opinion. God's opinion is good. And His opinion is not just an opinion. It's truth. Right? It's not going. It's not going to be. It already is. Our opinions might be. His word always be. Amen. That's the, That's what we're trusting in. Look at. Uh, um, go to Numbers thirteen. You know James says a double-minded man. What's he saying? Somebody that thinks more than one way. You know, everybody says, yeah, you got to have faith. No, you got to have faith in God. <laughs> right, and, and then after you have faith in God, refuse to entertain other ideas. Amen. Faith in God will move mountains; yes. it absolutely will. Yes. People say, "Well, I've had faith, and it didn't." No, then you didn't. Amen. You had two ideas. You had God's and yours, and you tried to combine them. <laughs> right? They don't work together. That's like chocolate chip cookies and celery. No. (laughs) Throw the celery out. (laughs) Throw it out. A double-minded man, why is he unstable? Because he's looking too many directions. You cannot walk one direction and be looking all the other directions. You will run into something. Better yet, what you'll do is you'll veer off course. You ever ever been? None of you guys probably do this, but walk and text. All right, and man, if you get really involved in texting, you're not you're not even on the right street anymore. You know why? Because you weren't looking where you were going. Your focus was in too many areas. And when we, get our, when we get double-minded, we begin to entertain other ideas other than God. If people get away from the Word, you know, people say, oh, you're just Word people. You think you got to be in the Word all the time. Yeah, because when you get away from the Word, you get into other ideas. The Word isn't just the Word. It's living and active, and it is the way. It's the plan and the blueprint for our life. If you get off of it, you will build a house that's crooked, and it will fall down. Right? Yes, get into the Word. Stay in the Word. Listen to it day and night. What did it say in Proverbs 4? Keep it in the midst of your heart. huh? Put it in your eyes. Put it in your ears. Keep it in the midst of your heart. It's life and health. Amen? What is the Word? Right? Not Not any word. Right? God's Word. That was the Father telling us that. I had a... I was listening to a show on the radio one day, and it was, it was Christian programming. But uh, this minister said, this minister said, well, now Proverbs isn't God's Word. It's just good ideas. It's good wisdom. <laughs> and, the way, and the way that I know this is because I know many people who have trained up their children in the way that they should go, and their children are off doing things out. <laughs> they judge the Word, the, the word of God By sight of somebody else's experience or lack of experience, really. The Proverbs are the Word of God. They're in the Bible. Right? We believe the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Glory to God. Where did I tell you to go? Numbers 13? Numbers 13. Of course, we know the story. Moses sent the people, the, the 12 spies out. And he gave them specific direction. He said, see what the land's like. You know, is it the land flowing with milk and honey? And then he said, see what the people are like. Are they weak? Are they strong? Do they live in tents? Do they live in houses? You know, he wanted to know if they were in tents already so they could pack up and move easy. Well, they were getting ready to leave in Moses' mind. Right? But he also wanted to know what he was inheriting. You know, they got some nice houses there because they're going to be ours. That's right. (laughs) Right? Yeah, is it a, everything there is getting ready to be ours, so go look at it, yeah. right? And, you know, see if the people are weak or strong or, you know, the, the, are the cities fortified? You know, he sent out the spies. And he wanted a report, right? He wanted one report. Right? <laughs> That's what God gives, one report, right? In verse 20, uh, 27, they came back and they told him, they said, we came to the land where you sent us. And it for sure flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. They had fruit, man, grapes you had to carry. Two people. Man, that's best some big old grapes. I mean, you don't have to have one of those a day. That's big grapes. And the men, they came, they showed them, they said, that's a great land. What, what are they doing? They are reporting what God said. There's not an evil report here. They're reporting properly at this point in time. They're not off base right now. Right? Everybody with me? Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, and moreover we saw the children of Anak there. Still not a bad report. That's what he told them to find out. Now you're starting to hear their heart. They're, they're so, they're, they, you can tell by what they said They're entertaining other ideas Right They haven't given an evil report yet God would not have counted this report evil This report was what they saw You know a lot of people say No matter what the doctor says Don't say it Doesn't matter what the doctor says Or what you say It's what you believe Amen. And then you'll speak what you truly believe Amen. Right Yeah, people say Oh don't say that <gasps> Did you hear what they said Man, we need—we don't need any more Holy Ghost police out here telling people what to say or what not to say. What he's saying is make the good confession. <laughs> you can hear another report. Don't entertain it. If you hear another report, you know, because so, you get people and you say, "Well, you know, uh, what what the what's, uh, what happened over there at the bank today?" Oh, I can't say. Really? I was going to help you, but I don't know what happened. Well, can't you tell by my downcast face and my countenance that the bank said no? No, I can't. That's not my job is to judge by your countenance. Right? Besides that, what I can judge by your countenance is that you're no longer in faith. Right? I've done this. Haven't you guys ever done it? Man, you needed something and you had two ways of getting it, faith or the old sad face. Whew, things just aren't going well for me, brother. Looks like you got plenty. I'm not doing all that good. Good to see your big house. Oh, our bank account zero. You probably got thousands, huh? Don't know what I'm going to do next. You know what? <laughs> that shouldn't be given any play, right? Love would not help them right there. Right? People say, you mean they just let them go all sad? No, they would give them a word from God and try to get them pumped up and encouraged to believe their source and supply, to believe what can truly bring them out. Not a Band-Aid, a fix. Right? Who wants to go around wearing Band-Aids forever? You know what? If you had to put a Band-Aid on every morning, well, this is never going to get better, but at least I don't have to bleed all over everybody. You know what band aids are? They're, they're for little kids to show you their boo boos. <laughs> and when we put them on, that's why we want them on. We, we want our spiritual. Oh, the doctor said this. And you can see the big band aid across their chest and said, they're, yeah. Oh, I don't have enough. There's another band aid. See my boo boo? <laughs> right? Never let them see you sweat. If, you, if other thoughts are bombarding you by the moment, you say, no, that's not my thought. The Lord has said I'll make it. The Lord has said He's more than enough. The Lord has told me not to think that again. I'll not think it. I'll not entertain another option. They begin to entertain. They begin to entertain. They said, nevertheless, the people are strong. They're still giving an okay report. And then it said, then the Amalekites dwell in the land. What? They just kept going. They're already beyond what Moses told them to get. They, all I want to know is people weak or strong. They, don't want, they not only want you to know how strong that, that they're strong, they want you to know how strong they are. Not only are they strong, they're really strong. <laughs> not only are they really strong, they're really, really strong. And then there's some really, really, really strong people there. And on top of them, really, 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 really strong people. They could have stopped at any moment. Why? They're entertaining other ideas now. They're looking at other options. Why? They're they're getting away from what God told them. They said the Amalekites Amalekites dwell in the land. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites. All the Ites are there. They're all present and accounted for. So They dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell in the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And all of a sudden, Caleb, he could feel them slipping away. And what's your, good, what's your good faith buddy do for you? He stops you right there and he says, whoa, stop. Let's go take it now. Why? He got excited because of the first report he heard. The land's good. He didn't need another report. He already knew he could take. It didn't matter who was in the land. God promised the land. It doesn't matter if they're 25 foot tall. They're not bigger than God. It doesn't matter the reports you got. It's not bigger than God. It doesn't matter what the doctor said, what the banker said, what the world says. It doesn't matter. I didn't have a chance. I grew up this way. I grew up that way. They didn't. I had this go wrong in my life. It doesn't matter. Your problem was never bigger than your God. They began to magnify the problem and it became greater than the Word of God and the, their idea now, their belief was unbelief. Caleb stopped him. He said, "He said, stop, let's go now. He said, what are we waiting for? Man, they must have looked at Caleb like he had three heads. Right? They did. Caleb said, he silenced said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. None of the things that he heard moved him. What? He wasn't entertaining other ideas. When somebody's giving you other ideas, don't entertain them. None of those things move you. None of those things move me. I'm not waiting for another report. Moses wasn't waiting for another report. He already had a report. He just wanted to know what, this, what, it was, what the land they were getting ready to have was like. That's all he was wanting reported maybe maybe he needed wanted to know where they were strong or weak so he could get the battle plan from god right he wasn't looking to change his mind whether or not they were going to have this land moses already knew they were going to have this land he was well he he was in faith moses didn't have a problem moses knew his ways moses knew the lord the people of israel knew his deeds you won't serve somebody if you only know their deeds if you know their heart you'll stick by him amen moses stuck with god because he knew the heart of god glory to god that's truth that's truth in anything you do you'll stick with it no matter what if you know the heart if you know the love if you know the purpose God's not trying... You know, so many people are trying to manipulate things from people that they forget that there's a God that never manipulates. He's not trying to get His way. He's trying to give you His way. Right? He doesn't just want His way. You know, most of us, we want our way, so we try to manipulate to get our way. Right? None of you ever do that, right? (laughs) You know, you've even got got a, a plan to manipulate to get your way. Right? Some of it is if I look sad enough, if I... If I say this at just the right time or if I do this at just the right time, if I can make it look like this, I'll get them to do this. And you've got a plan on how to get them to do this. God's saying, do this because I love you and it's really good. Yeah. There you go. And people are saying, I wonder why he wants you to do it. Because he loves you. Well, I wonder why God wants me to do this. Because he loves other people. Yeah. wonder why God wants this. Love. God's motive for everything he does. Love. He doesn't have another motive. It doesn't matter. He's, why did He want you to choose the blessing? Because He loves you. Why did He not want you to choose the curse? Because He loves you. Amen? He's, he's like any good parent. He's trying to direct you in the way you should go because He loves you. Not because it was convenient. Right? I remember one time Ramsey asked me to do something and I said... And I, and I was in the middle. Well, I'll just be honest. I was watching a really good football game. And she says, Dad, I need to go here. I'm supposed to be here by this time. I'm like, I don't think you ought to go to that. And was that a leading or what? Man, it was like tied, and it was in the fourth quarter, and she's got to go. Mom's not home. I'm like, you know, really, you shouldn't go to that. You know, I'm really feeling in my heart something's wrong with that. Yeah. That is parenting by convenience right there. You want them to stay home because you don't want to go. What if they were the only Christian kid going to that event and they actually were going to make a difference there? Huh? And I overrode what God wanted. I didn't even pray about it. Boy, the football game's on, what do you need to pray about? What's there to pray about? I already have my option. <laughs> I was wrong. God actually, God corrected me. He said, "No, that's that's parenting by convenience." I apologized to my daughter, and then we le- then we left. I still don't know who won that football game. <laughs> <sighs> Glory to God. That's free. That wasn't even in the notes. Actually, none of this is in the notes because there are no notes. It's just verses. <laughs> don't make notes. I just put verses on a page. It works really good. Caleb stilled him, but after he stilled him, and he said, "We're well able." What's he doing? He's reminding them of what God said. He's trying to encourage them with the report they already have, rather than to look at a new report. But they said differently. That didn't encourage them. But the men that went up with him said, "We're not able." What did he say? He said, "Caleb just said we are able." Now, was Caleb speaking his words or God's words? God's words. But see, they didn't listen to that because they had another opinion bombarding their minds right now. They, they saw the giants. They saw the fortified walls. They saw people they were afraid of. Right? And they've got other opinions now. And it says, but it says they went up. They said, we're not able to go against these because these people are stronger than we. Now they're believing another report. They're in unbelief. This is no longer the report of the Lord. This is another report. Because the Lord didn't say these people are stronger than you. He said, go up and possess it. It's yours. Right. He, he didn't say, look and see whether or not you can possess it. He said, look, to." See, he, 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 they wanted a report, but it wasn't to find out whether or not they could possess it. The Word of God is not there for you to decide whether it's true or not. It's true whether we ever believe it or not. When you see the Word and then you start looking at your situation and you judge the word by your situation, you now are in unbelief. They had the word, they had the situation, they believed the situation. They got in unbelief. In, in Hebrews he called it an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God. Why does the devil why does the enemy want you to be in unbelief? Because it takes you away from God takes you away from his plan away from his way away from who he made you to be away from what he called you to do away from everything that he is it takes you away from his love why does the father not want you to be in unbelief he doesn't want you away from his side from one second That's right. he's got a good plan for you and he wants to hold your hand and take you everywhere you're supposed to be and make sure you make it Amen? He's a good father. They said, we're not able to. They're stronger than we are. And then it even says it in verse 32. It says, and they brought up an evil report. What's he saying now? He says, they're away from my report now. This is a new report. This is a new opinion. You know what the next thing new opinions do? They infect other people. You want to know how you got tradition in the church? More than one opinion yeah it started as one man's opinion tradition started as one man's opinion it wasn't god's word it was one man's opinion and it sounded so good Amen. it's oh yeah that sounds right i am like job i'm just like job <laughs> poor me you know i was just sitting here minding my own business one day and just got attacked i'm me and job two peas in a pod You ain't nothing like Job unless you came out of it in nine or ten months and we're had twice as much as you had before.
1: That's right. Come
0: on. Right? And you know what? The sad truth is, we all can be like Job. Yeah. Right? We can choose not to be where God puts us. And we can when we can complain for thirty six chapters. You know what happened in those thirty-six chapters or thirty-three chapters, whatever it was? Nothing. Why? Because he's entertaining other ideas. You know, wait—he was doing scriptures. He was quoting, you know, everything he'd done, and he was entertaining other ideas. He was entertaining works. That's another idea. You know, the the flesh that you most often should never confer with—yours. Yours. The first idea you got got to get rid of is your idea. You know, it's a lot easier to get rid of other people's ideas. Once you get them in your head and your heart, they're a little little harder to get rid of. Why? They're your ways. Oh, you know him. He's just got his ways. (laughs) You better get rid of those. (laughs) I don't want my ways. My ways are crooked at best. It take me 60 years to get somewhere that just like it did the children of Israel. It took them forty years to get somewhere. It took what well, it took what? Nine, ten months? Was not, I didn't think it was that long, was it nine or eleven days? It was a short trip. <laughs> forty years. Why? Because they weren't following God's way. They were going like this. And he was still kind and gave them pillars and he gave them light and gave them food. Well, he's kind. He's merciful. People say, Well, we're making it. People are too okay with making it because that's their way. I don't want to just make it. I want the big grape. You guys want the big grape? I can't imagine how big their cows must have been. Man, you could have barbecued for years off one of them cows. Mm? Man, if grapes are this big, cows are woo. We could eat some cow. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. They brought up an evil report, the ones that had searched the land. <laughs> so they'd searched uh, under the children of Israel, saying the land through which we've gone to search out, it's a land that eats up its inhabitants. What? Well, it wasn't enough that they just saw giants and fortified cities. Now they've got to magnify the problem. Why? Because you've got to justify what you're, just, you're about to unbelieve. You, unbelief has to be justified you ever notice when I do something wrong I won't even talk about you guys First, your first inclination is to justify yourself well I thought what? There, there's your problem you don't even have to say another word The minute if you start off with well I thought there you go right? I can stop myself really quick well, I just, oops, there you go. You just. You thought and just, Right? God's a good God. We don't need to justify our mistakes. We need to be justified by faith in Jesus Christ. When we mess up, don't try to justify yourself. Repent and be justified. Amen? What if the children of Israel would have just repented right there? They probably wouldn't have died. They would not have died in the wilderness. I don't have to say they probably would not. If they had not got an unbelief, they would have entered in. They did not enter in because of unbelief. He says for us to believe and enter into His rest. Unbelief keeps you out, what, of rest. You can tell if you're in unbelief because you're going 65 directions. Why? Because you have no opinion. You got 100 opinions you got a hundred ways and you're going 65 directions trying to do 75 things and you're going to get none of them accomplished because you're not going His way. There's only one way. There's only one report. There was one way to take this land and it was to go and possess it. But they listened to the other ideas. Right? And they never entered into His rest or His best. Amen? They brought up an evil report. <laughs> Said the inhabitants that those the, the land that it is a land that eats up its inhabitants thereof. And all the people we saw, they were of great stature. They were huge. What are they saying? They're bigger than we are. This is a bigger problem than we can solve. We're going to need something bigger than God now. That's what you're saying. When you look at a situation and you as a child of God are no longer to, to overcome it, your God now has become smaller than the problem. Did He become smaller? No. No, he, he was just as big as He ever was. But they shrank themselves and they were the people of God. So the people of God, when we shrink ourselves back and we become, li- and we become uh, complacent or we become in unbelief... We begin to do things outside of what God said to do, or how He said to do them. Then we become just like them. And later, they, they even said it at the end. Of they said, "They said we became grasshoppers, like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Therefore, we looked like grasshoppers to them." I thought they were spies. What were the people doing, seeing them? Especially in that way, they shouldn't have been. Even if they saw them, they shouldn't have been seeing them like that. Right? They were spies. You're in there undercover. Right? How do they know they looked like grasshoppers to them? Because that's what they thought. Why? Because they've entertained too many other ideas and now what they are is who they are. Right? Unbelief will take you out of God's best. Unbelief will take away God's ability. Think about Paul when he's on the boat. Here's how you come out. He's on that boat, and he told them not to go. Right? What is it, Acts 27? If you want to look it up, I don't have it in my notes, so I can't tell you. <coughs> I think it's Acts 27. Paul, he's on the boat, and he told them, he said, I don't think this is a good idea. Let's, we shouldn't go. Well, they entertain another idea. Why? They're not, they're not saved. They're not, they don't even know God. So, of course, they're going to entertain another idea. So they entertain another idea, and they go. Well, the seas get rough, right? It gets so rough and things get so bad that all hope is lost. But Paul has a word from the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Has a word from the Lord. What if he'd entertained other ideas? What he said, God says you're going to make it. Well, yeah, but pff, that's a pretty bad storm. All right? it's a hurricane here. You can't just make it through hurricanes, right? How about your house? Can it make it through a hurricane? Yeah. Yeah, it can. Yeah, it can. Yeah. yeah. What if Paul would have entertained another idea? Well, yeah, but then the men, they've they don't. They're, they've been sailing for years. They've been in these kind of storms. They're saying we're not going to make it. What Paul say? He said, I believe. What is it about uh, Acts 27? Look around verse 15 maybe. Let's see if we can find it. Does anybody know where it is? 27.10. Look at that one. 27. Sirs, I perceive that this voyage, this is this is where he started, actually. He said, this will be, you, we shouldn't do this. This is Paul's way of saying, stop. No, don't. Right? And the people ain't listening. Why? They've already got a plan. You know what? You have to watch that when you're doing something for the Lord. Because, you know what, I found out even in ministering, so many times you have a plan. Well, your plan and God's plan are two different plans. You know, so, yeah, well, but I got this great word, Lord, I got to preach it. Not if I say have a healing service. Right? You, you got to be unwilling not to hear from God. Is that backwards? That's the way I talk sometimes. Right? You, you, have to, you have to be willing to set your plan aside for his all the time. Because why? His plan the only It's the only plan. doesn't matter if you, the word's great. If he had a different plan, it ain't a great word. Right? He said, don't do it. And he said, uh, now I exhort you. This is back down in 22. He said, I exhort you, be of good cheer. There shall be no loss. Why? An angel of the Lord came and told him. He had a word from the Lord. But he had every opportunity to look at another idea. But he said, no, not only am I not going to look at another idea, this is what God said. He said, I'm going to be somewhere else. And if he said, I'm going to be somewhere else, that's where I'm going to be. I'm not going to drown in this ocean today because I'm going to be there. And not only that, he gave me you. That's right. That's what Paul said. He said, not only am I going to make it, he gave me you guys. You get to make it too. That's the mercy of God. That's how love does things right there. Love not only takes care of those who are saved, it'll save those who are around it who aren't even believing. Man, they got a hold of some hope here. Why? Because Paul didn't let go of the Word. So not only because he didn't let go of the Word was he able to be saved himself, all those with him were saved as well. Why is it important for us to stay hold of the Word? God's plan, God's report, not another one. I don't care what your opinion is about this. Should I do this or should I do that? What's God say? Yeah, but it helps me. I, what's God say? Yeah, but I, I just have always done it. What's God say? What He says is right. And it will be better than you ever thought. Right? So Paul not only saves and he gets all these people saved, then he gets off and gets a whole island saved. And he wasn't even supposed to be there. No, the island wasn't God's plan. But God worked within their mess up. He said, whatever the devil meant for evil, I'm turning it to good. Not only is Paul going to make it go where he's supposed to go, I'm going to get people saved all along the way when we turn back to Him, when we hold on to Him, when we stay encouraged in Him, it doesn't matter even if you got off a little ways or somebody else got you off a little ways. Paul didn't get this choice. He got there because they, they put him there, right? And they said, Well, that was God's plan to have the storm blow him to the eye. No, Paul told them not to go. You know, people well, he had to knock me down so I could look up. No! Thank God you looked up when you got knocked down, but God did not knock you down. Stop that. Well, sometimes you have to learn the hard way. No. God is light and easy. You don't have to learn the hard way. Just because you're hard-headed is why you have to learn the hard way. Right? I've learned lots of things the hard way. And right after you get done, God says you know, if you'd have just done this. Yeah, said, well, that's really easy. He said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad I learned those things, but I'm not glad I went through what I had to to learn them. Right. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. you have a lot of people say, oh, I wouldn't trade it. For... I would trade it. Yeah. 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 I would. If I, I want easy. Yeah. I don't like problems. No. No. I don't want to learn faith by, by something bad happening to me. Right. I want to learn faith by how I walk and how all these good things happen to me. Right. Right? Fear is not how to learn. God doesn't teach in fear. He teaches in faith. <laughs> we got off there on Paul. Now I don't even know where I'm going. God called the report that, the, that those, those ten spies brought back a slanderous report. Anything we believe outside of what God has said is a slanderous report. If, if somebody comes to you and gives you a report other than God's report, I'm not saying they're slanderous. The report is slanderous. You know, doctors are doing their job. You know what? They're in the same business we are. They want people well. They're good and perfect gifts in this earth. I know a lot of people wouldn't be here today that God had not anointed a doctor to help them. Amen? But that they are not my end-all, be-all. This is my end-all, be-all. Right, This is the Word of God. And I'm not listening to another report. I want God's report, and I want to have God's report. Right? God gives you the report and then puts the ability in you to have it. What did he do? He said, this is your land. Go get it. In God's eyes, he's saying, what's the problem? Your land, you go get it. I've given you the ability. This is yours. I've given it to you. If God gives it to you, it's yours. That's how we need to be with healing. Right? It's mine. Possess it. Possess it. It's your land. Possess it. Prosperity. Possess it. We need to possess these things that are given by grace. We possess them by faith, belief in God that's how you possess what's given by grace you're not going to get it another way grace don't just fall on you (laughs) it's true (laughs) we're to possess things healing is is a gift of grace prosperity is a gift of grace peace and joy they're a gift of grace when we get other ideas we get in confusion and we get in strife so I'm not mad at anybody else Two opinions is strife. (laughs) You're at strife in yourself. He's not talking always about being at strife with another person. We're in strife so often with ourselves, we don't need to be in strife with another person. (laughs) Why? Because you're you're entertaining more than one idea. You are in disagreement with you. (laughs) That's why people are walking around today saying, I'm just confused. I'm so yeah confusion's listed right there with strife and every evil work. It's right there with it. Right? When you're in strife and envy, it's confusion and every evil work. Confusion is an evil work. If don't we need to quit saying I'm confused. I'm not confused. Right? If we are confused, we're confusing ourselves. No one is confusing you. You're entertaining another idea, therefore you're confused. Right? people say i just don't know what to do god does ask him but then you got to be willing to hear that's what he's saying let him ask in faith why because you're going to have to be willing to hear the next words why because it's going to look like there's a fire and a flood right? you better ask in faith because he's still telling you to turn left his plan doesn't change because of the fire or the flood Why? Because he said, You're well able to do this. Everything that you needed to do this, I put in you. Amen? Amen? Go to 2 Corinthians. We'll skip by all these other verses that were so good. (laughs) Too many verses. Thank you, Lord. We don't want to be deceived by arguments, not even our own arguments. Justification is an argument against the Word of God. If you're trying to justify yourself outside of the Word of God, you're trying to justify what you did compared to what God said do. Right? (laughs) You know, (laughs) we have people a lot of times, and they'll come in the office and they'll say, well, I know God told me to do this. First of all, I know, I know have nothing I can say because you now know that God told you to do this, first of all. So why are you here? <laughs> why are you talking to me? Because God told you to do this. I can't say something higher than God. Right? <laughs> you know, it's like people say, we need marriage counseling. Well, we got tapes, CDs, Word of God, marriage counseling, good marriage counseling, nine, ten years of it. And they say, no, we need to see a person... If God can't help your marriage, you think I can?
1: Man, you went
0: way out beyond me. What are they saying? The giants are too big. The giants are too big. God's good to us, isn't he? Shows us good things. 2 Corinthians 10 uh, verse 5, we've we all read these verses. But it says that In the King James it says, Casting down imaginations. Uh, the, that word for imaginations in the NIV, it says we demolish arguments and, and, and pretensions. We demolish thoughts, arguments. An argument is just a thought that's not yours. Or a thought that's not God's, better yet. It's what you wanted rather than what God wanted. Did you ever argue with your parents? They said, no, you're not going tonight. Why, Mom? It's, they're just doing this and this and this. No, you're not going tonight. Mom, but this No, you're not going tonight. Now, you could argue for hours. Hopefully your mom stands her ground. Right? I've done both. I've stood my ground and I've given in. Giving in wasn't good. I had to fix a lot of things when I gave in to my daughter. Right? When I didn't give in, knowing she shouldn't go, things went well. And guess what? She was very resilient. Like 30 minutes later, she loved me again. Right after she hated me. It was amazing. Amazing how that hate-love thing can just change just like that. (laughs) We demolish arguments. We cannot allow arguments against the Word of God to invade our mind, to get in our heart, to become something that has a high place. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against what? The knowledge of God. What? The knowledge of what God said. The knowledge of who He is. The knowledge of who He made you to be. Anything that that lowers you to a standard less than what God's Word said you are is a thought you shouldn't be thinking. Right? It's a position you're not to be in. Why? He's taking you to a new position. Seated together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Huh? That's a good position. Glory to God. We, dis- we demolish arguments. Why? Arguments are our enemy. If we're arguing against, if we're allowing something contrary to what God's Word said, we're doing what the children of Israel, those, those ten spies did. What, what did they do? They were entertaining other options. What? We can't do this. We're, we're unable. That's a do- totally different option than God said. He said you're able. Right? Well, I know the Word says, by whose stripes I'm healed, but I don't feel healed. Your feelings don't get a choice. That is an argument against the Word of God. Feelings are an argument against the Word of God. <laughs> well, do you wake up and feel saved every morning? feel saved
1: I'm
0: going to sing zippity doo da all day and so saved saved's not a feeling it's a state of being if I woke up tomorrow and said you know I don't feel like Dave I'm not going to be Dave today guess what it doesn't matter how much I don't feel like Dave I'm Dave I'm going to be Dave all day and guess what it don't matter if you feel saved or not you're saved and you're going to be saved all day It's not a feeling. And healed is not a feeling. Right? Did you know that sickness is not a feeling? It's your body attacking something that's not supposed to be in it. When you get a cold, what happens is your body begins to attack a foreign body within you. So your throat gets sore. You cough. Why? Because your body is trying to get rid of what's not supposed to be there. Yeah. It's your body standing up for itself. Amen. Maybe if your spirit would stand up for your body, it would go away a lot faster. Right. Yeah. Why? Because we have a word from God yeah. that says, by whose stripes I am healed. And that even means from the common cold. Yeah. Right? right? An argument is something that we can't allow into our house that we can't allow it into our temple we can't decide what we believe by what we feel yeah. and that's what an argument's trying to do it's going to say well you don't you don't look healed you, know, you don't you don't feel healed if you don't look healed and you don't feel healed you must not be healed mm-hmm. that doesn't that's what the, that's what they said in the, in the wilderness out there they said yeah. giants strong walls we can't take it giants Strong walls. We can't do it. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. What are they saying? Exactly what God didn't say. They're believing another argument. They've, they've now talked to themselves out of God's best into what the world says, what their body says, what their mind says, what they see. Amen? He said, We, we demolish. In other words, we, we don't just get rid of them, we demolish arguments. Why? Because we're not fighting with our flesh. The the verse before this says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You're not fighting with what's fighting you. You got something greater. Your flesh is telling you this, but the spirit of God in you knows this. So you're no longer fighting with what's fighting you. Right? Don't fight on your flesh's level. Don't come down and fight on the same level. The weapons of your warfare are mighty. Right? They're, they're of the Spirit of God, of the Holy Ghost and the things coming against you. You do have authority over. No weapon formed against you can prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, including your own, yeah. right. refute it. Yeah. If you find yourself saying something bad about you, stop yourself. Say, shut up, Dave. You're the apple of God's eye. You've been healed all your life. You're going to be healed the rest of it. Talk to yourself. You already look crazy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We demolish those things. Paul said, we'll go to Colossians and we'll we'll close with that. Paul said in Colossians 2, he said, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. Verse 6. Colossians 2, 6. This is NIV. It says, just just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. In other words, your life, your being, your thoughts, your, your actions, everything you do is in Him. Continue to live in Him. Have and enjoy life in Him. Right? Continue to live in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthened in what? The faith. Strengthened in the faith. As you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And then he goes a step further because he knows you're going to have other ideas. He says, see to it in the next verse that no one takes you captive, including yourself. When you see these verses, don't always think of somebody outside of you. You, are, you talk to yourself more than anybody else in the whole world. You know it and I know it. You're listening to yourself all day long. Right? says, so, so see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy that depends on human tradition or the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. In other words, it's not time to, th- to, to think your thoughts, to, to decide your life by what you think or what you see or what you feel, not by deceptive. And those are deceptive and hollow. Why? They're, there's, they're, not, they're ending. They have an end. Anything that has an end is deceptive. God doesn't have an end. He has a beginning and He knows the end from the beginning and it's your victory. Amen? It's you win. Glory to God. Don't be carried away by other ideas is what He's saying. They're philosophies. What's He saying? They're not real. A philosophy isn't something that's true. It's your idea and opinion. You know, I always wondered what people that go to school to be a philosopher do. (laughs) You form opinions about other things and tell people. I don't want an opinion about God's Word. I want to know the truth of God's Word. I don't want to know His deeds. I want to know His ways. We need to know the heart of God and have the things of God. We need to be what God calls us to be in this earth and do what God calls us to do. We need to walk in His way. We don't need to be carried away through, through, and taken captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy. If it depends on a human or a fleshly answer to get you out of it, it doesn't work. And it won't work in your life. Amen? Yes. But as, as, as he says in the verse before it, we'll be built up and rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll listen to what He says. We'll not be carried away. And Philippians 4 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. What's he talking about? He's talking about the Word of God. Right? You know, the things you say that are true line up with God's Word. If they don't line up with God's Word, they're not true. That's right. what, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure. They don't have outside motives. This is love. This is love. He's saying whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Good report? Huh? What's he saying? Quit listening to other reports. Good reports. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. He's helping us today. He's helping us. You know, I don't want to think what I think. I want to think what God thinks. He said we have the mind of Christ and we can know all things. You don't have to wonder if you're doing the right thing. You can ask and He'll tell you. Amen? He'll let you know what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, whether you're going the right way, whether you need to get rid of this, whether you need to get rid of that. He'll let you know. He's already given. You know, people say, I'm just not hearing well from God today. Get in the Word. You can hear it for yourself. If you you feel like you're not hearing Him in your heart real good, get in the Word. This is His Word. You'll hear. Amen? Amen. Everybody close your eyes. Pray this with me. Father God, thank You for Your Word concerning me. I will walk Your way. I will... Believe your way. I will do things your way. I believe your report. My body's whole. I am free. I am no longer taken captive by the enemy. I am a child of the Most High. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's take communion today. Uh...